The support of the gospel. The Lord has made the proclamation of the gospel dependent upon the labors and the voluntary gifts of all his people. The one who proclaims the message of mercy to fallen men has another work also, to set before the people the duty of sustaining the work of God with their means. He must teach them that a portion of their income belongs to God and is to be sacredly devoted to his work. This lesson he should present by both precept and example. He should beware that he does not by his own course lessen the force of his teaching. That which has been set apart according to the scriptures as belonging to the Lord constitutes the revenue of the gospel and is no longer ours. It is no better than sacrilege for a man to take from God's treasury in order to serve himself or to serve others in their secular business. Some have been at fault in diverting from the altar of God that which has been especially dedicated to him. All should regard this matter in the right light. Let no one, when brought into a straight place, take money consecrated to religious purposes and use it for his own advantage, soothing his conscience by saying that he will repay it at some future time. Far better cut down the expenses to correspond with the income, to restrict the wants and live within the means, than to use the Lord's money for secular purposes. Subheading, The Use of the Tithe God has given special direction as to the use of the tithe. He does not design that his work shall be crippled for want of means, that there may be no haphazard work and no error. He has made our duty on these points very plain. The portion that God has reserved for himself is not to be diverted to any other purpose than that which he has specified. Let none feel at liberty to retain their tithe, to use according to their own judgment. They are not to use it for themselves in an emergency, nor to apply it as they see fit, even in what they may regard as the Lord's work. The minister should, by precept and example, teach the people to regard the tithe as sacred. He should not feel that he can retain and apply it according to his own judgment because he is a minister. It is not his. He is not at liberty to devote to himself whatever he thinks is his due. He should not give his influence to any means for diverting from their legitimate use the tithes and offerings dedicated to God. They are to be placed in his treasury and held sacred for his service as he is appointed. God desires all his stewards to be exact in following divine arrangements. They are not to offset the Lord's plans by performing some deed of charity or giving some gift or some offering when or how they, the human agents, shall see fit. It is very poor policy for men to seek to improve on God's plan and invent a makeshift, averaging up their good impulses on this and that occasion and offsetting them against God's requirements. God calls upon all to give their influence to his own arrangement. He has made his plan known, and all who would cooperate with him must carry out this plan instead of daring to attempt an improvement on it. The Lord instructed Moses for Israel Thou shalt command the children of Israel that they may bring thee pure oil beaten for the light to cause the lamp to burn always. Exodus 27.20 This was to be a continual offering that the house of God might be properly supplied with that which was necessary for his service. His people today are to remember that the house of worship is the Lord's property that it is to be scrupulously cared for. But the funds for this work are not to come from the tithe. A very plain, definite message has been given to me for our people. 
I am bidden to tell them that they are making a mistake in applying the tithe to various objects, which, though good in themselves, are not the object to which the Lord has said that the tithe should be applied. Those who make this use of the tithe are departing from the Lord's arrangement. God will judge for these things. One reasons that the tithe may be applied to school purposes. Still others reason that canvases and colporters should be supported from the tithe. But a great mistake is made when the tithe is drawn from the object for which it is to be used, the support of the ministers. There should be today in the field 100 well-qualified laborers where now there is but one. Subheading, A Solemn Obligation The tithe is sacred, reserved by God for himself. It is to be brought into his treasury to be used to sustain the gospel laborers in their work. For a long time the Lord has been robbed because there are those who do not realize that the tithe is God's reserved portion. Some have been dissatisfied and have said, I will not longer pay my tithe, for I have no confidence in the way things are managed at the heart of the work. But will you rob God because you think the management of the work is not right? Make your complaint plainly and openly in the right spirit to the right ones. Send in your petitions for things to be adjusted and set in order, but do not withdraw from the work of God and prove unfaithful because others are not doing right. Read carefully the third chapter of Malachi and see what God says about the tithe. If our churches will take their stand upon the Lord's word and be faithful in paying their tithe into his treasury, more laborers will be encouraged to take up ministerial work. More men would give themselves to the ministry were they not told of the depleted treasury. There should be an abundant supply in the Lord's treasury, and there would be if selfish hearts and hands had not withheld the tithes or made use of them to support other lines of work. God's reserve resources are to be used in no such haphazard way. The tithe is the Lord's, and those who meddle with it will be punished with the loss of their heavenly treasure unless they repent. Let the work no longer be hedged up because the tithe has been diverted into various channels other than the one to which the Lord has said it should go. Provision is to be made for these other lines of work. They are to be sustained, but not from the tithe. God has not changed. The tithe is still to be used for the support of the ministry. The opening of new fields requires more ministerial efficiency than we now have, and there must be means in the treasury. Those who go forth as ministers have a solemn responsibility devolving upon them, which is strangely neglected. Some enjoy preaching, but they do not give personal labor to the churches. There is great need of instruction concerning obligations and duties to God, especially in regard to paying an honest tithe. Our ministers would feel sadly aggrieved if they were not promptly paid for their labor, but will they consider that there must be meat in the treasure house of God wherewith to sustain the laborers? If they fail to do their whole duty in educating the people to be faithful and paying to God his own, there will be a shortage of means in the treasury to carry forward the Lord's work. The overseer of the flock of God should faithfully discharge his duty. If he takes the position that, because this is not pleasant to him, he will leave it for someone else to do. He is not a faithful worker. Let him read in Malachi the words of the Lord, charging the people with a robbery toward God in withholding the tithes. The mighty God declares, Ye are cursed with a curse. Malachi 3 9. When the one who ministers in word and doctrine sees the people pursuing a course that will bring this curse upon them, 
how can he neglect his duty to give them instruction and warning? Every church member should be taught to be faithful in paying an honest tithe. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 9, pages 246 to 251.